0: It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Welcome to the Sports Ground. Got
1: it finished with a win, Lindy McKenzie. Isn't that lovely? It's great and something of a, not a surprise, not a Mm. total surprise, Mm. but given the fact that the Ospreys had had much more motivation because they had a chance of making the finals, in that sense it was a surprise. Yeah, I think so. What
0: made the game is they had so much to play for and we wondered, do they really want that place in the final? Yes, they did. They were very disappointed at the end. Considering how many Welsh teams have come to Galway this year, Alan Deegan, welcome along by the way, and just lured it over Connacht and made all the noise at the end they were very very quiet
2: well part of that was because the extended squad were back here singing the fields of Athenry," which I'll just drop in here
0: oh listen to this folks as, as before Dave Finn gets introduced to the podcast I think we need to well hi, say hi Dave no no go to the music I like that okay here we go here's the Connacht squad singing the fields of Athenry." That was, do you know what, Dave? It was, it was genuinely a little bit like it was more than just hairs on the back of the neck. It was poignant because we miss our fans so much because the world has gone through so much and we each kind of live through COVID in our own spheres and our own communities and in the Connacht rugby community, of which all of you are part of and we are all part of. We've lived through it in an empty sports ground. And fair play to the wider squad for connecting with their team on the pitch and connecting with the fans.
3: Oh yeah, it was. It was very good. I'm sure. I wonder how it, it's. It's weird. It sounded great here. I hope it sounded great on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no idea. It's been a very <laughs> tonight was a very strange experience because, weirdly, even within the sports ground, you can get locked into a her, uh, hermetically sealed bubble if you're stuck over on the clan st- on, on the main stand side. It was great to be over on this side because you can actually hear things. It was amazing. Things. I mean, that was clearly the clearly the the biggest thing but also they were making a lot of noise before that which is great because they did drown out the Ospreys and the Ospreys were loud do yeah. um,
0: you know what was nice like at one stage in the game if you haven't seen it oh man you have to see it the Ospreys are charging for it they kick through a loose ball a fly hack as I call it in old, in old terms and they chase after it and Connick looked beaten to the ball and who comes running from behind everyone in like a, a like it was the end of a 200 metre sprint from deep is Jack Hardy an incredible piece of speed and that was enough in itself to be mesmerised by what Jack Cardy did. But then he picks up the ball, slides down, hops onto feet, and out the back door to Alex Wootton. And then kick downfield. And I think what made that is the roar from the aforementioned wider squad.
2: Yeah, there was that. There was there was a time in the first half when they stopped the the dude. Ospreys had scored two rolling ball tries and the third one they attempted they didn't get it and I think that got the biggest cheer tonight when they stopped that Um, but actually put the guys on the field off a little bit because they eventually uh, let a try in just before half time but you could see that the the guys on the side were having an impact and you could see the the players feeding off it and what's it going to be like when we get fans back this is what
0: I'm saying I think it's we like, you wow. know we want to have like seven, 8,000 people heaving but like maybe at the start it'll be 500 maybe it'll be a 1,000 but that's all it'll take all it took tonight was about 35 okay here's the story of the game Alan and William and after the game you are going to hear from Connick's fullback today Alex Wooden, who put in a fine effort and of course Andy Friend for Connick 21 Osprey's 5
2: yes we're 22 minutes into the game there's so much going on we forgot to do the 20 minutes um, William what a start. This is going to be some basketball game type score, isn't it? Yeah, it has that look. It's a bit uh, defence
4: optional. The Ospreys uh, arrived yesterday. I think they maybe they were relaxing last night in Galway. Um, yeah, Connacht have taken tri- three, three really decent try. Shane De La on his 100th cap. Um, Morris replied for uh, the Ospreys. And then Aki and Delan in this could be anything Connacht just need to remember what happened at Scarlet so they had that great first half need to make sure this performance the way they're, they're up for it lasts for the full, uh, the full 80 minutes but so far at the moment they're, they're well in
2: control here they certainly are we'll talk again at time. Conversion from Stephen Myler is good the halftime score is Connacht 26 Osprey's 19 OK William that wasn't quite such a good 20 Second 20 minutes for Connacht. They did get the bonus point try, all right, but it's looking, we're down to 14 men with Domiton, Dominic Robertson-McCoy being binned after a number of scrummage incidents. Mm, it's going to be tough. Oh, yeah, I think it will be now. Um, Ospreys didn't look particularly switched
4: on there for a large part of that half, but they're still within striking distance. Connacht really struggling at scrum time and also struggling badly on driving moles. Um, that's a huge issue for next season they 've got to get a hold of this, but yeah it's it's a shootout sort of a game, but you kind of feel now the ospreys are going to really think yeah we can we can win this, we can get five points and that sets them up for uh, an opportunity uh, to get to the final. Connacht are going to have to up it a bit here, but they need they need to get much much better in those the, the, those tight situations because they're just they're just being beaten up
2: when they're got ball in hand they're doing fine they look a much more attacking threat than, than the ospreys do. They do indeed. Let's hope we have better news on 60 Minutes. OK, William, just gone 60 Minutes. Score, Connacht League, 26-19 now. But Ospreys are on the attack um, and looking good to draw level. Yeah, the match has started now, really,
4: in the second half. The last five minutes of the first half, uh, we haven't had a score in the second half. But it's, it's really upped in tempo now, the Ospreys, I think, really trying to seize the opportunity. The Connacht have done fairly well. They've kept them out. But they're under a little bit of pressure now. Jack Carty missed a penalty there that would have eased the gap out to 10 points. So it's going to be a tight old finish
2: this. It certainly is. We'll talk again on Full Time. We had a basketball score looking like in the first half and no scores in the second half. What a game of rugby. Well,
4: we've said it many times this season a weird game of rugby. First half was just an open, loose mess at times. Very exciting. Second half was a proper game of rugby and nobody got a point. Connick, younger players came on, did really well, great defensive effort bit of an odd decision by the Ospreys to make some uh, substitutions around the 70th minute that seemed to puzzle their own players who came off, who were all sort of standing around looking a bit shocked, really. But it's a good winning end for Connacht. Uh, good. Let's see more of that. Let's see more of this consistency. But younger players stood up today. Uh, Keane Prendergast, really impressive. Niall Murray did very well. Uh, I thought Sean Masterson when he came on give away a poor penalty, but he was around the park, made a couple of big tackles. Just a good end, good end of season game, and yeah, the result doesn't really mean very much for Connacht in terms of the table. Uh, the Ospreys, nope, oh, well they can't qualify
2: now. Can Benetton go to the Liberty Stadium next weekend and seal the deal? Yes, that'll be fascinating. It's actually only the fifth time Connacht have ever won the last game of the season, and the first time they've, only, they've won the last game of the season, but I need to play for that I can remember anyway. So, great way to finish. And the next voice you hear will probably be Rob Murphy. If not, it'll be the post-match press conference.
0: Andy, it has, has been uh, not a regular occurrence for Connacht to finish the season with a win in a game like this. Maybe the fact that the Ospreys had so much to play for added to the game, but it was a cracking contest and a really good answer from last week's disappointment
5: yeah I thought I thought the performance um, was was a was a really positive one from us yeah you know, I think there were a few questions asked uh, did the game mean anything to us and and I said during the week yes it did and what you saw there tonight it definitely did um, I, I thought the the fellows were brave I thought they threw their bodies in front I thought they yeah you know, they worked really hard it wasn't uh, wasn't perfect it never is but um, to beat an Osprey side who was still trying to fight to get into a final when we really had you know we knew we couldn't go any higher in the table um, and we certainly weren't playing for a final it just shows the spirit and
0: the character we got within the group you speak about the word attitude uh, the attitude was right from start to finish
5: yeah it was it was and you know and, and that's probably the biggest frustrating you know that's that's one of my biggest frustrations is when we don't have it people question us and i know it's there it's not there all the time and that's we've got to get it consistent but yeah you know, this group they're a brave group of young men and 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 they fight hard mate and um, I know next year uh, you know we'll grow again, um, but I, I I just I just want performances like that where uh, ideally you get the win, but if you don't, you you can walk off saying well we threw everything at them and, and, and tonight we did that.
0: One of the things that's just impressed a lot of us is is the manner in how you've sorted out the mall. Like I mean, I think you rightly pointed out last week that uh, you know one of the few takeaways from Italy was the mall defence and the mall attack, and it was a massive factor in the game today. So just maybe talk to us about that.
5: Yeah, well, I'll, I'll I won't take any credit for that, Rob. I'll throw that to Jimmy Duffy. Um, you know, and as we know, this, that's Jimmy's last game at Connacht for this season, and and uh, until maybe he comes back one other day. But Jimmy's he's been a brilliant coach. Uh, you know what what he and his forward pack have been able to do over the course of the last two months, which has pretty much turned the tables on what was an area that was hurting us um, and you saw there tonight, we got a more try at the front end of the game, we, we stopped about three of theirs uh, we did a similar over in Benetton last week um, so real acc- accolades and, uh, and compliments towards Jimmy and his forward pack
0: Yeah and himself and Nigel are going to get a great send off, send off obviously uh, you know, and some players are leaving as well I know it's a bit of fun but there was something kind of poignant about the, the wider squad being there and making so much noise, a bit of crack having a bit of a feel of rat and rye at the end. But uh, you know and we know in the commentary booth that it's so strange all season having an empty sports ground. And there was something kind of nice about that finish.
5: Yeah, it <laughs> was noise. nice, mate. And, and um, you yeah, know, just great to have so many uh, – well, pretty much the whole extended squad there, which was brilliant. Um, but let's hope that's, that's the last time we play in front of the uh, – Pretty much a clanless um, terrace because we miss it and we miss it as, as coaches the players miss it as players as a squad we miss it um, but yeah great to hear the fields of athen ride being builded out by a few of our fellows today.
0: Alex um, I'll talk to you a bit about that second half because I have to say we felt we enjoyed the second half more than the first half it was a cracking contest you must take a lot from the defensive stand do you know that last penalty to Kieran Marmion won towards the end what it means to you as a group to just dig in and beat a team that possibly needed to win more than needed?
6: Yeah, look, it's a show of our character, I think. <clears throat> like Andy um, touched on there, it's um, the non-negotiables really for us. And I think you saw there um, today, especially in the second half, is we're all, each, we're, we're all working for the guy next to you. Um, <laughs> there's a few times there when we're scrambling back and we're putting the effort in. And nine times out of 10, if you're putting the effort in, you come out on top. And I think we did that today. And um, I think going forward, We've kind of put the stake in the ground uh, this season anyway. And a lot of people have, well, through the season anyway, um, have gained a lot of experience. And I just think it, we're just building here at the sports ground. Um, hopefully, um, some good things to come in the future.
0: Just curious, how do you enjoy playing fullback? It was a nice experience to get a go at it today. Is it something you'd like to try a bit more?
6: Hey, look, it's more strings to the bow, you know. Um, hmm. I can probably count on one hand how many times i played pro rugby at 15. Um, but like anything look i'm i 'm very open to learning. I try and learn every day, and um especially at fifteen i 'm learning a lot, so i 'm enjoying it
3: Alex, I just want to quickly ask you when um you got that out of the backhand offload from Jack in your own twenty two what were you thinking, and the kick you put in is that one of the best kicks you put in in, in under that sort of pressure
6: <laughs> Oh jeez, um I think the one I hit two kicks before it wasn't the greatest so um, I think for me it's just sticking to the process knowing that I mean I I do it a lot um, during the week it's one of my uh, core skills I suppose knowing I was uh, playing at 15 it's something I worked on during the week so um, I knew that the one two two kicks before that wasn't great kicked out on the full so it was just about sticking to the process but yeah it was a bit of class from Jack and um, it came off we're on the right right bounce as a uh, lucky bounce and
3: when you see, like, when you see Jack doing that, having confidence in that to give you that offload and you see the big tackles Pete Sullivan's putting in, Ben O'Donnell's catching and making breaks, how much did that, did you feed off that? And did that kind of, you know, did it all become one gigantic sort of momentum builder of those little individual moments that, you know, might be missed by everybody else?
6: Yeah, look, it definitely um, boosts you. It's something which we focused on uh, massively before the game is um, just going out there, shackles off, you know, um, and the boys definitely did that. And it's like everybody on the field, you feed off. And um, it's something which um, we pride ourselves on is um, sticking to the basics. And then the X-Factor players like Jack, like Sullivan, like Ben, the, they bring that to the table. And um, I suppose the more you play with each other, the more you can feed off, feed off that.
3: To be fair, for most fans, Alex, you've been pretty much an X-Factor player this season, so don't put yourself down like that. Um, Andy, if you could bottle that sort of attitude... Um, I'm sure you would, but how important is it that the guys go? You can you have this as an example for the guys going into pre-season and next season that they can perform, they can per, come, you know, put in defensive performances as well as attacking performances because it was literally it was the metaphorical game of two halves. Um, how important is that when you look to those early days of pre-season and the early games of next season? Yeah, I mean it's
5: something we're always striving to get. Um, you know, but as human beings, we don't yeah, we're not we're not perfect, so we don't. Uh, there's occasions where we don't get it, but it's it's a it's a great way to finish when you finish with a sort of winning game, but but more importantly, a performance like that. Um, you know, just it it, uh, it it allows you to probably go on the break feeling a little bit better about things. But that's what we're striving to get all the time, Dave. And. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't have a figure in my head as to what percentage we got that this year, but let's let's say it was about 65%. If we can get that up to 85%, 90%, then that will be brilliant.
0: Right. Before we bring this podcast to a close with a little bit more chit chat, maybe some of the other business, we have a nice little segment from Galway BFM. We were on with Jerry Murphy, the whole crew, well, loads of us, uh, were on, this is going to highlight the fact that Dave wasn't on, so I'm going to try it again. We were on with Jerry Murphy and. You can hear a bit of that now as we wrapped up the season for the Galway Bay FM listeners. William Davis, I would put it to you, our first guest here, to quickly look back at the season for Connacht. I mean, a nice way to finish after the disappointment of uh, losing away to uh, Benetton last week.
4: Yeah, I suppose it's, it's... The story of the season has been the consistent inconsistency Um, This is a hard thing to get a handle on sometimes. Um, Tonight's performance in the first half was all about a bit of attacking flair and taking their chances. And then they just dug in in the second half Uh, and refused to budge and the Ospreys got more and more frustrated with with everything and Connacht saw it out pretty handily in the end
0: Yeah, tries from Telehunt, Aki, Delan and Sullivan all in the first half the Ospreys with three tries of their own and just a a brilliant second half display but what I want to talk about to you guys is just where things sit for Connacht the summer comes we're all going to enjoy watching Bundy Aki with the Lions in July we hope that one or two Connacht players will be involved with Ireland in the two tests in the Viva Stadium then we look towards next season which is likely to start in the last weekend of September and hopefully fans will be back. Let's start with Alan Deegan. Quick summary off the top. Welcome along, Alan. What a year for Connacht. Just maybe kind of give us a quick idea of your thoughts on the season that was. I
2: oh, yeah, just saying to Dave Finn there, there, like, it's almost like we've had five competitions this season because at the end of August we finished the last Pro 14, then we had the Pro 14, then we had the Champions Cup, but then we got... <laughs> dropped back down into the Challenge Cup and then we finished up with the Rainbow Cup and it's just been a very strange season and, and Connacht have produced some brilliant performances and some not so brilliant performances um, but I have to say to a lot of very young exciting players that are coming through and um, yeah really looking forward to seeing how they click on over the summer and if they all develop as well as Paul Boyle did this year I think we're we're in for a, a heck of a, a season next year
0: Lindley McKenzie of the Galway Advertiser is with us as well Lindley, I mean quick summary to begin with of, of a year that had so much going on and on the field Connick back in the Champions Cup I guess that's the, the
1: highlight well it's always the highlight getting into the Champions Cup as mm. opposed to being in the Challenge Cup but um, a highlight yes Look, I think it's a difficult season for, for a lot of these teams, you know, during these what are these COVID times. And as Ellen referred to, I wasn't quite sure when last season started and, and, and this one and last season finished and this season began because of COVID. I think what we have seen, though, this season is we've seen some changes and I think really important changes in Connaught, And that is the development of a lot of the young players and the youth. We've had mixed bag of results, obviously. Strangely, we've won away from home more often than we've won at home. But, you know, that that is once again probably due to the fact that apart from the the squad members singing on the fields of Riot this evening, which I think is the first time we've heard it all season, to farewell the rest of their squad members, you know, it is very difficult playing in an environment like this. I know all teams have to do it, but I would imagine that's why a lot of teams have actually won away from home
0: brilliant point and I, I neglected to mention that again for our listeners, a remarkable sound at the end of the game, there's about 25 uh, extended squad members in the clan turrets cheering the team on on their defensive stand in those closing stages and then they just belted into a bit of the fields around right the season here at the Sports Grand Starter with a win over Glasgow William Davis uh, and a great performance, there was about 200 fans in that day, that's the only time we've had fans in, it was nice that it was bookended at the other end with a little blast of noise from the clan turrets
4: yeah, it was, um, and they won that night against Glasgow, which is a, a very difficult start to the season. It's, it's a game team they've often lost to, um, but yeah, the the away performances really stood out right through the season, and the some of the home performances were poor, and the you know they had great opportunities in some of those games to get the job done, and they didn't, and that I suppose is what they have to fix for next season. They've got to become more consistent. Um, we're Brand new coaching ticket next season. Obviously, Andy Friend is here and Pete Wilkins, but you've got uh, uh, Devolt Sken Camp coming or, or coming up. Devolt, i love to get the, Yeah, I'm yeah. Going to have to get used to that DeVault one. Devolt
0: to Devolt, we'll work we'll it um, out. Yeah. Com-
4: coming up from South Africa's forwards coach, we've uh, players uh, coaches coming up from the academy. We've got two fairly major signings coming in, so there'll be a different feel at the start of next season. But I think. Overall, i think they 'll be a little disappointed with this season i think they 've admitted that themselves they 're not trying to put a gloss on it they feel that they didn't win enough games they got into position to win games home and away and they didn't take it and they know they just have to get better
0: i'm going to pick through some highlights of the season from all of you uh i'm just going to start off because i know what some of your answers are and i'm just going to pick out for myself who was it was commentating fortunately from tg cara studios with travel restrictions but the rds uh, and the victory in leinster is just such a cracking night a cracking performance i mean we could all pick different ones alan just when your high, what's your highlight of the season? If you were to pick in out, one thing.
2: I, I think I sort of mentioned it already. It's it's mm. the development of Paul Boyle. Paul Boyle is, I think they they talked about him putting on seven or eight kilos over the summer, and you sort of worry that you know, well, that's having a negative effect on someone trying to carry all that extra weight because he's still a young man. He's gone from averaging a try every eight matches to a try every two matches, and we now have a ball carrying number eight who causes mayhem. On the field, um, which is something we were badly missing, and I just watching his development, and then watching the development of Keen Brandegast and Oshin Dowling and uh, Jordan Duggan and Matty Burke, and watching and all Murray, these guys, yeah. and Niall Murray, yeah, how could I miss Niall Murray in the forwards, um, and then Sean O'Brien, who's now gone off to Exeter, and, and watching him come through on, on the backs. That uh, you know, we keep hearing about how brilliant the system is in Leinster, their their academy, our academy's doing a heck of a job too.
0: Tom Daly was Connick's uh, most capped uh, player this season as well. You, he's a great story and a great turnaround story.
1: Lindy, pick out a highlight of the season for me. Oh, I have to say, um, standing up and fighting against Munster. Oh, yes. Um, I, know, I, I, I know I know. we beat Leinster and that was a superb performance, but... That win against Munster was a different type of performance. You know, it wasn't the necessarily the attacking performance. You know, um, that we've come to expect the open attacking game. It was more. It was more mental. It was a mental strength that they, they that was required to win that match. And it was the first time I think I'd actually ever seen them really physically. And aggressively, I won't use the word violent like sometimes <laughs> anti-friend uses. I'm not sure about that word, even if it is within its limits. But I, I think the aggression and the controlled aggression and that determination that they just never back down. And and on top of that, when I say Munster, I also mentioned the Academy, the Eagles team in that as well. Because yes. they had some superb matches against Munster. I think they lost the first one maybe by three points or something like yeah. that. And then back here at home again, they actually they could have won the match but they fought out a draw and that comes to, back to Alan's point about the development this season of a lot of those young players. Brilliantly put, William, pick out a highlight there as we wrap this up.
4: Uh, probably a bit of an odd one but I, I was really impressed with the third game of the season, the away win in Edinburgh. Yeah, I thought that was a night that Connacht came out and showed the brand of rugby that they hoped to play. Mm. Uh, they scored four tries against a very physical Edinburgh team who were really driven hard for it and the fact was you thought that maybe that would be a kick start for them and it did, you know, they they did have their good times in and around as as well as some of the disappointments but that game that night sort of showed you that uh, some of the newer players coming in, Caelan Blade got a try, Wooten got two tries that night, Sam Arnold got a try and I think that just galvanised the way on the attack that when you saw when they had the opportunity to score they could take it
0: Uh, you could even talk for ages about the likes of the win in Ravenhill or the brilliant stunning try scoring performance against Rassing 92 what a night that was there's so many other uh, highlights and then there's untold amount of lowlights many of them in in the sports ground really quickly to finish guys just want to each just to think about one thought for next season if you like that's the way we'll frame it something that's on your mind about next season
2: get the fans back in because we had some noise tonight and we definitely had noise as William mentioned earlier for the Glasgow game we won both those games this is the worst season Connacht have ever had for home victories in the pro era Mm. and they need the fans they they live off them they help them but they're getting better at not needing them Um, as we've seen these young fellas come through and, and bring real talent and real drive into the team
1: Lily, one toss, next. Yeah, season. I actually concur about the fans. Mm. It'd be great to see the fans back in the sports ground. We really do miss them. That was evident tonight as well. As I said, when they started singing in the fields of Athenari, you know, it's something we've missed a lot. I also think it's really important this, that this continuation of the, the, the youth and the development of the youth, you know, continues really, really strongly. It's, it's, it's been helped by, I think, in the last few years, by the Academy and the Eagles players playing with the senior side. And I think that really has to continue. William? We got a few seconds there.
4: Um, I just I want to see them become more consistent, and I'd like a better identity of what rugby they're trying to play. I think at times it becomes very mixed up between trying to win in the forwards and then trying to win in the backs. And I think it will come if you back the younger players. They need a good start to next season, and I want to see something from the new coaches. Let's let's see what they can bring and galvanize. It should be brilliant.
0: Right, Dave. This has been. How, how would you sum up this season? Surreal Yeah That's pretty good Surreal
2: Uh, We don't want to to do too much Ending up of the season yet We're going to do An end of season Ah, podcast
0: See this is why This is is why we need Producers in this podcast Dave, how would you sum up today 's game
3: <laughs>
0: surreal it was, for, it was <laughs> um,
3: because it was very much the game of two halves. The first half was all about throwing the ball around and attack and attacking finding ways to, to attack weaknesses in both teams, and um, both teams did it successfully. Second half was entirely about okay, we have weaknesses, how do we stop them and both teams were, were very good at stopping them um, It was all about what Connor could do with the ball in the first half and all about what they could do without the ball in the second half. And it was, if anything, I know people like to see the... I know Sutton Hemisphere guys like the ball flying around Mm -hmm. and I know in the first half the traditionists up here would be going nuts with some of the defence from both teams. But I thought the second half was fantastic.
0: I was about (laughs) to ask Lindy McKenzie a leading question. I was about to ask her, which did you prefer the first half or the second half? I liked the second half a hell of a lot more. I just love that kind of rugby.
1: Mm, that's a very good question, actually. Mm. Um, I, I won suppose seven I tries. Liked the first half in the fact that it was mostly Connett scoring and on attack, and I liked the second half because it was mostly Connett succeeding in defending well.
0: That's
1: mm. <laughs> sitting on the fence, Lily. I'm just going to say it right. That's just the way it is. But I hear you, and you are
0: absolutely spot on. Some cracking performances out there. Some young players to get excited about. We just heard in the Guy FM piece. Uh, I'll go with you first, Dave, on this. King Brendan guys. I'm just. Really, he's 21 years of age. Mm -hmm. He's you were speaking a really interesting piece in the podcast last week in the preview, just as he just goes second row, back row for him. But let's not even get into that. He's a cracking player,
3: he has won minor flaw he looks too much like Sean Masterson at the moment that's (laughs) the only thing that that caught me in the line out there that's me desperately trying to find a flaw in the man's game I should
0: stress he doesn't look like Niall Murray at all but I made a dreadful faux pas in a commentary a few weeks ago yeah not my best moment but uh, I think I've acknowledged that in every quarter possible anyways we've got over that these things happen jersey's changed and someone gave me the wrong information and I should know better Mm. Lindy back on Keane Prendergast what a player
1: absolutely Um, one of a number of young players coming through but he's certainly Certainly, you know, come almost not, I wouldn't say from nowhere, it's just that he never, we never saw that much of him previous to this year. Yes. So he's really, he's really gone into this group and he looks the part of the group and he doesn't look like he doesn't belong there. He looks, you know, a fully fledged Connaught senior player who we're going to see a lot of in the future.
2: And and a leader as well. Mm. Like he came off, came out in the second half and he was tapping guys and he was saying, come on, let's get going here, let's move on, and he did it. All through the game, some of it was quite loud, some of it was quite subtle. Yeah. And I thought this guy likes to get everybody involved. He likes to be part of the whole setup.
0: Didn't I say to you a few weeks ago? Or I, I picked out in the monster game, Dennis Buckley came off the bench, and one of them is, one of his tic, one of his typical penalties where he's over the top, jackal, brilliant. And Keem <laughs> Brendergas walked over to him and just leaned over and tapped his head on the shoulder. It was, it was such a warm moment of like an experienced guy and a guy who had just been out in the field for sixty minutes battling and was just. It was almost like I'm so glad you're on. The pitch with us
2: yeah exactly exactly and he, he just he does so much and he does it so well he brings a ferocity to the game himself and, and Niall Murray bring a ferocity that just isn't always there with, with Connick they're, they're young lads they're, they want to play and they're playing a lot and and O'Sean Dowling when he comes the bench and, and Sean Masterson when he comes off the bench bring that sort of aggressiveness and, and We'll say the word that, that Lindley doesn't like to use violence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> in the context that Andy French uses it. Uh, do, there's, a, there's a freshness too. Linley. I asked Niall Murray after the Munster game, what does it mean to be part of a college team, the only second team to win to America in And he didn't really know how to answer it because they don't think, like they're coming in differently. They're not taking, let's
1: say, baggage, not that there's a huge amount of baggage. They're just coming fresh to each game and it's nice. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I, I have to look at the season overall as a, as a, as a, we call it the COVID season, mm. and I think this COVID season has actually a lot of positives that have that we're seeing and we're seeing out here in this Connet team, because this Connett team is now once upon a time where you did have that kind of separation between you know the the Eagles players or the academy players and the senior players, they're all one big bubble so to speak now. Mm. They're spending a hell of a lot of time together because they can't see, they can't spend any time with anyone else, mm. and I think it's really developed their. I don't know they're, they're, the 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 sort of Ethos and the Connet togetherness, and I think they they're playing a lot more for themselves. It's also I think developed because they've had to think outside the box. I think it's also developed their mental strengths mm. because we do have a lot of young fellows who are, are leading now. Out, you know, they're taking charge. They don't look like babies on the field who have only just started the season. You know, whereas once upon a time, you know, those those youngsters would come out and they might be a bit nervous or they wouldn't necessarily they wouldn't necessarily be shouting and you know and leading. And I think that this. Covet I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this COVID has had something to do with it, that the fact that it has brought, that's one of the positives, I think that they're, they're a very tight-knit group now
0: This is my fault for changing it to the neg- negatives but we have to because they've lost a lot of games this year lost a lot of games at the sports ground mm-hmm. lost a lot of games they really shouldn't be losing or certainly in the manner, the way they lost to Benetton for example, mm-hmm. low consistency I mean how does a team go in and Tome and lose in Treviso and then beat the Ospreys when they have nothing to play for but that's what Connick do, they need to fix that don't they? Oh
3: well, yeah, what consistency! You don't win leagues without being consistent. I mean, I, I, I do make a joke about the fact I'd hate to be a Leicester fan because it's boring consistency. But actually, it's it's what you're supposed it's what you're it's what you're supposed to do because it's a league. You're meant to be consistent. The most consistent team wins the league. Um, yeah, it's a championship.
0: Ooh.
3: No, a championship always comes after the league. <laughs>
0: That's the boy. That's the boy. I'm, it's June. I'm with Dave. If, if he had said that in September, I'd be on your side. Huh? No, but I mean,
3: uh, yeah, there, there has been a degree of there has been a degree of inconsistency, and that that's something everybody's aware of. I mean, Crikey, on right? I mean, Michael Corcoran has been able to make the same ask the same question, and it's been relevant at every press conference <laughs> for the last three months. Why are you use so a win consistent? Um, yeah, they'll have to look at that. There has to be. Yeah,
0: but weirdly, Andy's but, said but, it what,
3: but, yeah. but here's the thing: it's we've been an inconsistent team apart from the season. We won the championship it's just we've, we've kind of got we've inverted it because we, ter- we used to be terrible on the road and great here and this year it's been com- almost completely the opposite um, I would wanting just to back up what I said about King Prendergast King Prendergast has been the captain of every Eagles game
0: Ah yeah
3: that's and he has been the second row and the reason he's been a the second row is we have a little bit of a lack of depth in the second row especially when Darren Murray got injured but also we have producing some amount of back rows, There's guys. We have three back rows in the Ireland in experience 20 20 squad. Follow the
0: that, folks, because it's yeah. such a such a fantastic and
3: and, and two young centres and young uh, Hubert Galvari who's a. Um, Who's a, a scrum half as well and can also play play fullback and wing. He's tiny, but he can play fullback. But yeah, and that's the reason King Prendergast has helped those guys get it on. And so the likes of Ushi McCormick and Jim McCormick have fed off that the two lads in the centre who played who, who were there today. They've all fed off. Prendergast has led them and led them and led them and made them better players. But the other thing, and we have to say this, is those Eagles games have been full of guys dropping down from the first team. There's no egos. There's no egos. There's nobody about and it's not tolerated
0: I've loved them the few I covered the win over Leinster the draw monster Mm. cracking games I'll finish on this squad still you know we have a lot of injuries and all of a sudden we only have three second rows training as someone was saying to me today sometimes they're just trying to find players to step in you know because the lads are off at the under 20s and all that kind of stuff there's still a lot of challenges and there's a ground to be built and there's a whole Covid crisis so we don't even know we thought at this point maybe 18 months ago we figured that it'd have started by now
2: yeah, you'd, you'd you'd like to be looking across? Uh, we. Would like, like the pitch is looking as good as I've ever seen it at this time of the year. Not that I often be here in June, but anyway, um, it's looking fantastic. <laughs>
0: Alan, but Alan just sits here and just goes, "When's rugby coming back?" Yeah,
2: I do, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I do. But I'd be more interested in yes, the pitch needs to be done and, and the stand needs to be done. But we we training facilities yes. really need to get sorted out. We really do need to get yeah, our training facilities really, up to levels. I keep going on about feel,
0: it. No, but I feel like you're leading the charge in this and just trying to wake people up to the fact because we were here in like. <laughs> this is like we're going to make us all feel old but like 2006, 2004 and we were just saying oh god will you put a roof on the terrace and all these different things but the big thing was the gym it got up to speed about 12 years ago maybe yeah. with a really good gym but now all the other teams have moved ahead and we're talking about the other problems
2: yeah exactly practically every other team in Europe yeah, um, for- I, I'm assuming has, has better facilities now at this stage you know as I say I think I mentioned it before you know, if the guys have to go from the gym outside to get to the, the showers because the shower's are in a different building, I don't think that works very well in a professional team in the modern era. So that really does need fixing. Um, it's worth you know. harping on. Yeah, and, you know, I was goalpost a few years ago. It's now a gym for.
0: <laughs> are they painted? Other uh, not, not be, be yeah.
2: Just good. to build sh- showers. Building showers in the
3: gym is better than building gym. Building a gym by the showers. I think
0: it's, <laughs> I think it just needs a whole complex revamp, is what oh, we're yeah. saying. Any other business? As we finish this podcast, we're not finishing the season. We've got some good podcasts planned, and we are going to keep an eye on Bundiak in the lines because people care. We care, so we probably will throw out a podcast or two mm-hmm. for that. Plus the season wrap. Plus lots of other stuff. Plus the other internationals. Mm-hmm. Yes, all, hopefully, international a lot of Connacht and the are. under
1: twenties. Yeah. Hopefully, quite a few Irish players, Connacht players, are going to be on that team. The only time there isn't rugby is August, and I think there's going to be a bit of rugby in August too because there'll be a couple of lines tests.
2: And we might have the preseason games might have started by then. Back by then. It's also, winter is down under.
0: Winter down <laughs> under. So there's loads of that to talk about as well. Anything to add before we finish day?
3: Well, I think we should have to acknowledge the fact there's been some comings and goings during the week. I know we've been going on about Jimmy and Nigel, but it's nice to see Brownie back in the corporation, becoming the EDO with uh, Mark Sexton. If he could, put, you know, I believe he's got a brother who can play a bit. I don't know. Maybe come at the end of his career, might want to take up the the deck chairs. Uh, here uh, Leva Fafida is confirmed coming over from as we mentioned in the midweek podcast uh, and uh, yeah so it's been, it's been good and uh, also we got a few players into the Ireland 7 squad uh, in the, uh, primarily in the ladies uh, oh, for some reason all our sevens players seem to be Connick players and Blackrock College players that I'm finding a little baffling but trust me interesting
0: quirk <laughs> alright uh, any other business Alan I've, like, we've got to talk about Dennis Buckley
2: yeah, yeah, it appears that unfortunately he does have an ACL. That's oh. what's been reported. Um, I haven't blow. seen, I haven't seen the official report from Connacht on that. It's worse
0: or, than these injuries, and they come up all the time. Like they go to next season. It's just a killer, and that's going well into next season.
2: Now. Oh, it's probably going into well into twenty twenty two. Nearly, yeah. you know, you're talking about you know ACLs yeah, yeah. are nine to twelve months, depends on on the ability <laughs> of guys to recover. That's which is a major blow because. He was starting to come back into serious form. He was starting Honestly, to come back into a shot
0: of Ireland even yeah. in July.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I know we
0: all say that but and they know it was overlooking, but I thought maybe.
2: Yeah, I, I don't see I don't see why not some of the games he played, like if you look at what he did in Munster.
0: Yeah, that took that caught a lot of attention. And then there's two hundred caps just underlying that people need to wake up to the fact that what a That's servant at thirty seconds. years of age, which not so long ago was kinda of just when you started to come into your prime in the front row.
2: That still is. That still is. Yeah. Still is. Still is. So, yeah.
1: Sorry, all 30 year olds listening. You're in your prime. <laughs> right. Lily, any other business? I think you can be in your prime at any stage of life. It's all a matter of what's in the head. And there you go. There Just you go. Keep, keep the fight, Rob. Keep the fight.
3: Keep the fight. Well, also, we, we, it's weird. We're finishing up. This competition's still going on for two weeks. <laughs> That's the crazy bird
0: We're done. But we're not done with podcasts. As I said, more to come. That's it from us. Say bye, William.
1: Bye. Loose. Cut it loose. Break out, or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.